0: How visibility in the D.C. can affect other areas of the supply chain. New research for the trucking industry. And the top priorities supply chain executives need to address. Pull up a chair and join us as the editors of D.C. Velocity discuss these stories, as well as news and supply chain trends, on this week's Logistics Matters podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Maloney. I'm the Editorial Director at D.C. Velocity. Welcome. Logistics Matters is sponsored by Softion. Softion delivers powerful warehouse management, warehouse execution, and distributed order management solutions, delivered on time, on budget, and on results, with the market's only track record of 100% deployment success. That's why logistics leaders including Casey Stores, the Duluth Trading Company, Do It Best, Saddle Creek Logistics, and many more are powered by Softion. Visit them at SoftEon.com. As usual, our DC Velocity senior editors Ben Ames and Victoria Kickham will be along to provide their insight into the top stories of this week. But to begin today, how can improvements in warehouse operations improve other areas of the supply chains? To address that topic, here's Victoria with today's guest. Victoria?
1: Thank you, Dave. Our guest today is Alex Wakefield, CEO of supply chain technology company Longbow Advantage. And he's here to talk uh, to us about how better visibility in the warehouse can help supply chains overcome transportation bottlenecks and challenges. Welcome, Alex.
2: Thanks, Victoria. I appreciate you having me.
1: I'll start by saying we continue to see tight capacity in transportation markets and congestion and logistics networks worldwide. How would you assess what's going on and how it's affecting businesses of all shapes and sizes?
2: Um, Well, well, I think that uh, we're seeing a lot of the capacity constraints uh, throughout all areas of the network, manufacturing, transportation, distribution. Uh, I think the transportation is most visible. It's easier to see a mode of transportation. It's easy to take a picture and report on it. We hear a lot about plant capacities, um, with some semiconductor shortages and commodity capacity constraints. Uh, from a warehousing standpoint, though, it's, it's sort of difficult to see inside the warehouse, and, the, and there's really a mini, uh, pretty high-velocity operation in there that I don't think really gets a, a lot of the focus as to where some of the uh, so, some of the supply chain constraints uh, are seen. But I think all of this is driven by top-level demand by Uh, consumer goods, food and beverage, household items. Uh, People are at home and have more disposable income. So all areas of supply chain are pretty stressed.
1: Agreed. Um, What about smaller businesses? I wanted to ask, you know, what unique challenges are they facing in the current market?
2: Well, I think small small businesses, um, it, it cuts a little bit both ways. I certainly think they're being hurt a little bit more than helped. Um, They they don't have the purchasing power that large companies have, so that certainly hurts them bringing materials in. Labor constraints at the local level are are pretty significant, so it's hard to to hire and retain people um, with some of the incentives to not as work or competition with with large organizations. Those are the things I I think that hurt the local companies. Um, But I think one thing that does help them is there is, in my opinion, a shift towards uh, local sourcing, buying local, things like that. So I think that helps. Um, but overall, the, their competitive stance against large organizations, I think, still continues to be um, uh, an issue, particularly you know with all the material constraints that we're seeing and some of the issues we talked about in your first question.
1: So how can better visibility in the warehouse, you know, help all companies of all sizes, as we've been talking about here, um, with these transportation problems and congestion that we're seeing across the supply chain?
2: Yeah, I think uh, transportation visibility has, has been coming around for a few years now, and certainly um, COVID heightened the focus on moving goods as efficiently and quickly as possible. Uh, but candidly, transportation networks don't generate nearly the volume of data that warehouse operations do. So warehouse operations have many more moving parts, uh, much more technology, more much more highly engineered than any other supply chain. So when you think about those high velocity um, and try to make the operations as efficient as you can in the warehouse, getting visibility into what's going on as it's happening can be critical. You know, you, the ability to make changes throughout the day, minute by minute, hour by hour, um, can make a huge difference in generating revenue, in optimizing your labor force, increasing customer sat, and ultimately making you more competitive. Um, so, the, so the focus on doing those things is really high. Um, the level of accomplishment, I think, is just a little bit challenged. But warehouse visibility, from what I see in the market, is a huge area of focus. It just really hasn't been tackled very well yet.
1: So, and that requires, uh, I would assume, a, you know, a heavier use of data and analytics to solve some of these problems. Are you seeing any changes in the way, you know, company leaders kind of view the importance of that, of those elements in in sort of getting at these visibility issues?
2: I definitely see a change in the way leaders are thinking about data and analytics in the warehouse Uh, but candidly i think their expectations are too low and and i think that because um i see the misapplication of technology to try to create warehouse analytics and visibility so so they may look to traditional supply chain uh, optimization tools and algorithms um that really aren't designed to process huge data sets so Uh, WMS and um, you know warehouse control systems uh, and other technologies in the warehouse run your warehouse really efficiently uh, but they're not designed to actually process and report against those huge data sets that they generate so normally companies will look internally to their corporate IT team or their analytics team or the supply chain analytics team and those teams come to the table with candidly uh, pretty expensive slow solutions and the reason those are expensive It's like a traditional data lake with a business intelligence tool attached to it it's because the teams that design those aren't used to operating in minute-by-minute operations sales marketing finance they don't need real-time information like the supply chain does it's really the only organization that's physically moving so when you get down to the warehouse level and you try to report against what's going on as it's happening I just see the misapplication of technologies. And because of that, and because leaders are sometimes not aware of what's possible, I think their expectations should be higher, to be honest with you.
1: So what um what can companies do to sort of reassess this? How do they start to you know look at it differently or look, you know, look at it in the in the correct way?
2: I think I think the I think the best thing they can do is is get a little bit outside their comfort zone and understand. Mm-hmm just a bit more about technology um, even you know it's it's not really something you go after in supply chain database technology but but informing themselves enough to work more effectively with their um, IT team because where we're seeing success is functionally oriented analytics and visibility applications specific to the warehouse for instance right so I have conversations with with some of the largest companies in the world and And they would agree, look, the data lake and the BI um, plugin is good for historical analysis of smaller data sets. But if I'm trying to optimize my network in a highly capacity-strained environment, that is a expensive legacy, slow way to do it. So the more successful executives and leaders that I work with are looking at their operation and accepting that they're going to need point solutions that understand the process and the key metrics associated with their operation. So they make investments um, with technology designed to process huge data sets. That's where I think they're going to get much more value and where we see really effective companies um, candidly turning the corner and, and leapfrogging their competitors and in, in how they can run their operation.
1: Your your company recently conducted some research on warehouse technology in general. What can you tell us some of the general trends that you saw, particularly as it relates to how, you know, business leaders view the warehouse today, you know, compared to say five years ago?
2: Well, what we see in the warehouse is there's certainly a significant trend towards automation, right? There's robotics, there's cobots, and there's robotics that are specifically designed for different types of operations. So there's a huge move towards uh, robotics. I think that's actually driven by um, two things. It's driven by trying to improve process optimization, but it's also driven by the, the labor Um, constraints that we're having finding and and retaining people so it's a way to actually um, make sure you can process all the volume so I'm actually I've I've talked to multiple uh, logistics companies distribution companies that are starting to turn down work because they don't have the facilities and they don't have the ability to deploy some of the technology which I which I haven't seen before it's very interesting So when you think about where the investments are being made, they're being made so they can actually process goods and robotics. Uh, Companies are certainly trying to optimize with technologies such as uh, AI and machine learning. How do we improve automatically along the way across different process streams in the warehouse? I think there's lots of different companies going after that. Um, How successful they're going to be and, and, and who is successful. I think is is yet to be seen. And that's where we come back to the the, the visibility and analytics piece. I don't see many people um, trying to go after the data technology space effectively. And as you're implementing all these technologies in the warehouse, which is the most engineered, honestly complex area of supply chain, um, it's just tough to see inside that box sometimes. Uh, With all the data being generated by these technologies, it makes it more and more difficult to process and use that data to optimize your operation. And it's those data sets that really drive how good, um, you know, your AI or machine learning is going to be.
1: Any other sort of last thoughts or advice on how companies can, you know, better manage the supply chain challenges we're seeing, you know, from a warehouse perspective, or even overall, any any thoughts you have on that?
2: I, I think if you look at the, so the, the physical movement, the logistics area of supply chain, and how to create visibility and integration across the entire chain, I think that's where companies are going to see value. But Because I mentioned you know, transportation visibility, and that allows uh, companies to better plan when freight is being moved, when it's arriving on the inbound side, going out, customer deliveries. So it allows that visibility so you have better planning. Um, But even if you have, let's just take an example in transportation, right? There's congestion in the Port of Los Angeles and Long Beach. It's not really a transportation issue. It's more of a port infrastructure issue, which is more labor and distribution. So even though you have visibility into transportation, having visibility into your distribution operation, um, what does your inbound process look like? What does your yard look like? What does your outbound process and workload look like? Companies need to see where they have capacity Um, where their operation is constrained so they can throughout the day make shifts inside the warehouse that honestly allows the entire chain to be optimized so that's what I think is as companies are able to create better visibility in warehousing labor utilization transportation inventory I think customers that get their arms around uh, companies that get their arms around that and try to optimize visibility in the entire chain I think that's gonna make a huge difference in, in um, companies' ability to optimize their investment and honestly serve customers and drive revenue.
1: Alex, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. We appreciate it.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Victoria.
1: We've been talking to Alex Wakefield, CEO of supply chain technology company Longbow Advantage. Now back to you, Dave.
0: Thank you, Alex and Victoria. Now let's take a look at some of the other supply chain news from the week. Ben, you wrote about some key challenges facing the trucking sector and how research can help the industry find solutions. Could you tell us more? It's a really interesting time, Dave. That's right.
3: Uh, The trucking sector, of course, has seen some huge challenges over the last year. Uh, We've seen drivers continuing to work throughout the pandemic, of course, as essential employees. Uh, A huge leap in e-commerce volumes that we've all contributed to uh, buying from home. quick economic rebound that's straining delivery networks, uh, really tight freight capacity, lingering driver shortage. It's a a fascinating time to watch the sector. Uh, So this week we learned exactly which issues uh, could be the most important for the sector in the the upcoming year, in 2021. Uh, Then that's from a report done by the American Transportation Research Institute, or ATRI, that's a trucking trade group, Uh, Every year, ATRI identifies a list of research topics through a survey of its members. And this year, several of those topics had to do with the persistent driver shortage and finding enough drivers to staff all those busy trucks, both in recruitment and retention. Uh, So of the five topics that ATRI chose, first on the list was understanding how to best integrate 18- to 20-year-olds into the trucking industry. There have been some recent uh, regulation changes that allow uh, younger drivers, for instance, to cross state lines. Um, which they aren't previously able to do uh, in all regions. So, this new research will follow a case study approach to document uh, the best ways to recruit and train and retain those younger people. Uh, another topic was marijuana and other drugs, uh, the impacts of decriminalization on the trucking industry. Uh, we've seen a growing number of states decriminalize marijuana. I've lost count, it's, I think it's a dozen off the top of my head. Um, so, this study would update uh, previous atri research by looking at roadway safety and workforce impacts um, as those changes uh, spread to multiple states. Uh, third one, uh, still about drivers, was about quantifying the impacts of driver-facing cameras on fleets and drivers. Uh, that, that's a, a way that a lot of fleets use to train their drivers, to coach them, um, and that this would have focus
0: on safety and litigation and workforce impacts. Well, it sounds like from what you said so far that labor issues are on everyone's mind right now. What sort of other topics were on the list?
3: Uh, that's right. Uh, there, were, there were a, a couple
0: other uh, subjects of, of those top five,
3: um, and, and that was uh, mostly about emissions uh, and, and green logistics. So the, the fourth topic uh, was the charging infrastructure considerations for electric trucks. Um, of course, we've seen a rise in, in research and a lot, mostly pilots and test use of battery-powered trucks. Um, that they, 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 they have been more frequently used in short runs, you know, uh, around docks and drayage situations, but uh, mostly pilots in terms of uh, the highway use. Uh, So looking into the charging infrastructure, because you gotta keep all those uh, batteries uh, plugged in every now and then. Uh, And the last one was understanding the environmental impacts of zero emission trucks. Uh, So that does a comparative impact study of the full life cycle. That's from manufacturing to operations to disposal of electric trucks as opposed to uh, the Class 8 diesel trucks, um, and that that would you know touch on some research that I know Victoria has done a lot about about uh, recycling of various types of batteries because it takes some very specific chemicals to make those run. So um, it- it's important with any new technology to look at the full life cycle um, of, of how you apply
0: it to the equation and make sure that you come out ahead. Yeah, sure. Well, those all seem like very good, interesting topics that we'll certainly follow and. We'll hopefully be able to share some of the results of those research initiatives once they're complete. Thanks, Ben. Yep, we'll be here to do it. And Victoria, you wrote this week about a new technology report that outlines top priorities for logistics executives. What does the report say?
1: Yeah, that's right, Dave. Yeah. So, um, well, logistics executives, executives, excuse me, say they'll prioritize artificial intelligence and machine learning investments as they look at new technologies that can help them manage business in a post-COVID-19 economy. Uh, this is re- according to research from supply chain software vendor Blue Yonder, which was published early this earlier this week. So uh, essentially, the company surveyed more than 150 executives from a range of um, industry segments, manufacturing, retail, uh, 3PLs, transportation and warehousing companies, and they all had responsibility for logistics and manufacturing operations in the United States. I should say they they titled the report The New Normal of Logistics, um, and about half of the respondents said they plan to implement or enhance their warehouse management systems and their cloud infrastructure in the next 12 months. And as part of that, they said that advanced technology solutions will be a prime route to meeting um, their overall technology goals. Um, so they said, respondents said they'll focus on um, three key areas. The first was AI and machine learning, as we mentioned at the outset, and that was about 42% of respondents. Uh, The next is sales and operations planning or sales and operations execution. That was another 42%. And also transportation management systems. That was around 41% of respondents. Um, It all stems from the pandemic and the mounting pressure companies have been under to meet rising customer customer demand for fast and convenient service and delivery. Um, And the research showed that more companies are realizing they need to invest in technologies that can help them do that especially those that can provide uh, real-time visibility across the supply chain. And that's what all of this is aimed at doing.
0: Yeah, that's all interesting. Did, did the study mention any other priorities for logistics executives?
1: It did, yeah. And one of the first things or one of the, the other main areas was um, convenience and flexibility um, will be main- Remain a priority over the coming coming year. Um, about 40% of respondents said they plan to maintain and even optimize the convenient fulfillment options they they initiated. Um, they'll continue to do that in the wake of the pandemic, and those are services like curbside pickup, buy online pickup in store, and home delivery. So they're going to focus on continuing to do that and really enhancing them as well. The other two issues were sustainability and labor management, which gets at what uh, Ben was talking to talking about earlier. Um, about 57% of respondents respondents said they plan to invest more in sustainable upstream operations. Those are things like uh, focusing on material sourcing, um, looking at their suppliers' sustainability efforts and also sustainable manufacturing. And that's all aimed at making sure their overall sustainable footprint throughout the supply chain um, is, um, is a focus. When it comes to labor, they said they'll implement a multi-pronged approach to managing labor shortages. And we've talked quite a bit about the difficulty many in the industry are having finding workers this year. So I'll just give you a few statistics of what um, these particular uh, this particular group of executives said. Um, 40% said they're being more lenient and specific on job experience requirements to attract and retain talent in a tight labor market. So they're kind of casting a, a, a broader net to find people. 54% said they plan to invest in workforce management technologies. And 51% plan said they plan to invest in enhanced workforce training procedures in the next 12 months. Um, finally, almost 50% said they plan to offer more flexible scheduling options as a way to attract people. So these are just some of the steps logistics leaders say they're taking to sort of move forward as we um, emerge from the pandemic.
0: Yeah, they all seem to be very important priorities. I aim to improve all of our supply chains. Thanks Victoria.
1: Absolutely. You're welcome.
0: We encourage listeners to go to dcvelocity.com for more on these and other supply chain stories. And also check out the podcast notes section for some direct links on the topics that we discussed today. Thanks Ben and Victoria for sharing highlights of the news this week. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. And again, our thanks to Alex Wakefield of Longbow Advantage for being with us today. We encourage your comments on this topic and our other stories. You can email us at podcast at dcvelocity.com. We also encourage you to subscribe to Logistics Matters at your favorite podcast platform and to give us a rating. We do appreciate your feedback, and it really does help people to find us. The new episodes of Logistics Matters are uploaded each Friday. And a reminder that Logistics Matters is sponsored by Softion. Softion helps companies orchestrate order fulfillment at the network level with distributed order management and at the DC level with Softion WMS Plus Warehouse Execution System. Meet customer demand at the least possible operating cost with Softion Solutions. Learn how at softion.com. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Logistics Matters, so be sure to join us. Until then, please stay safe and have a great
1: week.